The Forum at 8 on SAFM. Ten minutes after eight. On the forum at eight this morning, we've invited the education department to talk to you. They'll discuss the dramatic arts matric exam paper. One particular question igniting your furor. Learners asked to describe the symbolic rape of an infant using a loaf of bread and a broomstick as props. In defense of the question, Umalusi, the Council for Quality Assurance in Education, says the question's intent and effect is more about the power of theater and not merely about promoting or reinforcing, as suggested by implication, the social evil of rape or abuse. They've even gone on to say it was not intended for the pupil to re-describe the rape. Now, the defense also assumes that the learners are familiar with the passage from Laura Newton's play, Tsipang, would have been trained to deal with the personal, personal emotions relating to the play, and perhaps even watch the play during high school or other performances. On the forum day today, we're asking, was the question fair? Send me your SMSs, 34701. You can also give me a call on 0891104208. Was the question fair? The one put to matric learners, grade 12 learners, during a matric exam paper, realizing that they're under stress, but also realizing that we're in a country that deals with the scourge of rape. We're a deeply broken society, if we listen to many people out there who are experts on this. Joining me on the line to talk about it, I did say Department of Education, the head of communication there, Panyaza Lusufi, joins me on the line. Mr. Lusufi, good morning. Thank you for your time. Good morning, and thank you so much for hosting us. We really appreciate it. And, and I, I appreciate you coming on, because I think we need an opportunity to clarify exactly what was the purpose of the question, what were you hoping to achieve, and, and those are some of the questions that I'd like to put to you today. Also to deal with the backlash, and, and I think that the, what, what's been the, the outcry from those in the community, we have two other guests to talk about that, that outcry, the, the emotional response that we've seen, uh, and that's Michelle Smith who joins me. She's a, a trauma counselor at the Jess Ford Rape Crisis Center. Michelle, thank you for your time. Thank you. And uh, Gillian Butterworth is going to be joining us uh, just for the first half of the show. Uh, she's a, a clinical psychologist working with survivors and, and perpetrators of sexual abuse, mostly childhood sexual abuse. Uh, she's also worked at the Rape Crisis Center at uh, the Polsmore Prison. Uh, Ms. Butterworth, thanks for your time. Good morning. Thank you. Panyasa Lusufi, if, if I can start with you, because I think it's where we need to begin with a discussion like this. What, what was the question? I think we, we all understand the question. What, what were you hoping to get from it as the Department of Education? Uh, thank you so much. You know, there are three critical things that we have adopted as a department that we need to bring them to the attention of our learners. Um, we believe that the current generation of learners will assist us to finally eradicate these three things that I'm relating to. The first one, obviously, the issue of HIV, to ensure that all our learners, by the time they leave our school, they must be aware of all the implications of HIV AIDS, the infection, the treatment, and how to avoid because there's a generation that needs to assist us to completely eradicate this problem. If you check the statistics of how many people are infected in South Africa, you will see that we need to radically educate our young ones. The second one is the issue of death in our, in our roads. You know, we want every learner by the time they leave our schooling, uh, they must be aware about the danger of road rage, uh, that they must be patient when they drive. They must be aware uh, that at least driving is not something that should lead to death. We are losing so many families, uh, and we need to deal with that aspect within our schooling uh, environment and ensure that our learners understand the importance of road safety and the arrival of campaign. We, we, we have invested so 
agreement with the Department of Transport to assist us to test learners and have learner <coughs> uh, licenses at the school level uh, so that we deal with this uh, problem that we have every time mm-hmm. when there are holidays, we have this debt. And, and the last one, sexual offenses. The issue of race instrumental. There's no one that can dispute that the sooner ordinary learners are aware about the implications of rape and other sexual offenses, the better as a country. And therefore, we wanted every learner to be aware. But we didn't want to be reckless. We've got almost 700,000 learners that were writing a trick. This paper was only written by 6,000 learners. So out of the 700,000, uh, we focused on the 6,000 that are doing dramatic art. And you know dramatic art, drama by its own definition, it's something that needs to be demonstrated and have the ability to influence and change minds. You know, uh, drama is not only about peace. Uh, it's not only about uh, a smooth uh, society. It reflects the challenges that society is having. And no one can deny. I mean, if a six-week-old six child will be raped in our country, you can't get our heads in a, in a sentence and say, this thing is not happening. But did we demonstrate it appropriately and correctly? Well, that's, I think, the big question right now, because you, you've, you've identified the three issues that I think you say the Department of Education wants to socialize, make, make aware to, to our learners, but it's the method that we go about it. And I think, Michelle Smith, if I can bring you in here, were, were you disturbed by the question? And, and, and tell us why. Disturbed by the question purely because I feel that it's an inappropriate way of raising awareness. Firstly, we're not considering the developmental stage that our learners are at, and secondly, we're not considering those that have been raised or have been affected by um, sexual offences and how they would cope answering a question like that. Um, one of my survivors that I counseled who is in grade 11, a 16-year-old, she saw this in the headline, she read the question, and for herself, that was traumatizing. So even though there were only, um, I think he said, 6,000 that wrote the paper, what about all the other learners that are being exposed to it now? Well, I think the media has uh, done quite a bit to expose this question. There's even copies of the question that you can see in newspapers. Uh, it's very easy to pick it up. So, of course, the, the impact's gone far wider than just the 6,000 learners. But, but to, to what Mr. Lusufi is saying, well, the, the intention is, is not just to, to talk about rape, but also to talk about HIV, road deaths, and making, making our learners aware and educated about it. What do you say to that? I mean, should it be just excluded from the syllabus entirely? I definitely don't think it should be excluded from the syllabus, but I think we need to look at appropriate ways of actually dealing with awareness. Um, We've got to take the age group into consideration when we do this. And in terms of awareness, we've got to deal with first prevention. So what is actually appropriate sexual behavior and teaching that, teaching them that rape is a sexual offense. And then the other side of awareness is what they should know what to do if they have been in a situation of rape. I think asking a question of them maximizing the horror of a rape is very inappropriate. Well, Ms. Butterworth, I'd like to bring you in here because you deal with childhood sexual abuse. Uh, what, what do you make of uh, Mr. Lusufi's defense of the question and, and how these things are, are being addressed in, at schools? Is saying, you know, I do think that we have to be aware that adolescents are going through a stage of sexual development 
And this sexual development is influenced by things that happen and various experiences. Even something like this could alter the sexual development in some way. And although I think these are important things to cover, HIV, you know, uh, using South African roads and sexual offences, I'm not sure why it was, and I, and I hear Remy saying that they targeted the drama students, mm. but why were they targeted and in this way? I almost feel that it's quite dangerous to try and normalize child rape and almost trivialize it with a broomstick and a, a loaf of bread. It, it, it could be quite dangerous. Um, we're sending a message out there, and I think, you know, not only for survivors of sexual abuse having to answer that question, but also for perpetrators who are now feeling this is normalized and maybe even a sense of, you know, community. So the question itself really wasn't thought through. Um, and, and I get that what they were trying to cover, but the question, is, I think, is dangerous on its own. Let's open up the lines and let's see what our listeners have to say on this, because we did receive quite a few SMSs from a deeply shocked and, and, and outraged uh, parents as well who, who wrote into us during the program earlier on. So give us a call now, 0891 104208 you can also send us an SMS 34701 34701 and we'll read those out shortly uh, Mr. Lucifer, you hear what, the, what, what our two councillors are saying here your intention may have been true and pure but of course did you, did you manage the impact of the question and I think that's, that, that, that's what we'd like to look at is how did you take the learners through the exam paper, how did you deal with them, you know, researching the question? How, did, how was this addressed in the classroom before even being presented in, 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 the, in the matric exam paper? And I'm glad you are raising that question because people think that we just took it from nowhere and planted in an examination. The reality is that the story is based on a prescribed play. That play, learners have been engaging with that play since the beginning of the year. So they didn't see that play for the first time. Uh, 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 in the examination. And that's the first point. The second point is that you have to protect academic freedom. You know, you are going to interfere with academic freedom. Uh, we are really going to have a serious problem of not allowing academics to be creative. Let me give you an example. Academic freedom is exactly the same as media freedom. As much as the media want to be given the space, give the academic the space. I'm this. Because the paper, when it was developed, it was given to internal moderators. They gave it a go-ahead. It was given to external moderators. They gave it a go-ahead. It was given to Uma Lucy, which evaluate all our question papers. They gave it a go-ahead. From the academic point of view, surely the department cannot be faulted because we followed the pros to the last. Is, is, academic, freedom, well, is academic freedom the exclusive domain of, uh, of higher education? Or can you say that, that 17-year-olds, it's, it's appropriate for them to... to to, to discuss a play like this? Let them say, the prescribed textbooks that are discussing it, even that play when it plays in theatre, there's no age restriction when that play plays. So any other person that will say that particular play is insensitive when it plays, there's no uh, age restriction. Everyone can just go there and see it. But let me conclude this point. We've just mm-hmm. taken all the questions, because these are, they are, these are fewer learners. We've taken a sample of all learners that wrote that piece across the Canadian provinces. Two days ago, all our evaluators uh, met. They went through the answers of our children. <laughs> and they've answered that question brilliantly. They've answered all our ch- There's no single person in my words, of the sample that you have. There's no single learner 
That is not the form to dwell on that question. On that, on the mm. same question. So there is a, a, a detachment of so-called experts and analysts on, and the learners themselves. So the learners have moved. We are lacking behind because we want to be denialists. We want to be conservatives. Our learners have absorbed mm. this thing. Well, it, remi- it reminds it reminds me about the outcry over, over things like the vagina monologues, which started a very important discussion, but the, the immediate emotional response was, well, this is disgusting and we shouldn't be talking about this. I, I want to get to what you were seeking to achieve, and, and perhaps you can tell us what some of the answers were, but let's go to the lines first, and I, I want to engage our listeners on this. Uh, Joe in Durban says it's very tragic, and Sabello has a very different take, but let's start with Joe. Joe, good morning. Good day, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Go ahead. What are your thoughts? All right. You know, it's very tragic for us as parents to note that our children are in the wrong hands. You you know, the question itself, you know, all the professionals in this field can tell you, you know, like how they're arguing now. And the minister stands up and says, no, that was okay, and our children answered brilliantly. What kind of question did they answer brilliantly? You know, it turns to the us. You need to, as an adult, you know, who is not even trained, what more a minister, you know? A minister must think through these things even uh, much better than us ordinary people. Well, isn't, isn't that and the point, Joe? Joe, just, just to play devil's advocate, and, and, you know, I haven't really decided personally which side on the fence I stand here because I've heard both arguments. But, but isn't, right. that, isn't that the point? As an adult, we haven't really grappled or understood these issues. So for us, it's a very emotional, guttural response. But, but what right. the education department is seeking to do is educate our children, teach them to have no, the tools not, to deal with this. Educa- yeah, you cannot educate by asking such a question where some uh, students uh, need uh, counseling to even face the, the question, you, you know, and uh, you haven't even done that. And then you go on to ask a question. That is not a way of solving a problem. You cannot solve a problem with a, such a, a, a question, uh, you know. I and then for me, yeah. I mean, it didn't take me a second to decide that this is, um, this is uh, gravely wrong. I'm not a woman. I'm a man. But I do feel now, you know, it's faced with this epidemic of rage and all that in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, a six-month-old has been raped. And then a question like that, how does it get, get made to the, to the situation? If, say, you want to argue that, I mean, you are trying to solve the problem. How are you solving a problem if a six-month-old, a six-month-old child is being raped by an old man? You know, those are things that need to be taught to our children, but Mm. in a proper way, not with questions like this. Joe, point well made. Thank you very much for that call. How does it solve the problem? Sabelo has called in from Stellenbosch. Sabelo, you have a very different take on this. Hi, Sabelo. Okay, I think we've lost Sabelo's line. Sabelo, if you'd like to give us a call back, 0891104208. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Uh, Sabello, I do hear from my producers was saying that we're overreacting to this. Uh, so, Sabello, we'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, tell us why we're overreacting. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Michelle, and uh, of course, uh, joining me on the line, Michelle Smith, the trauma counselor at the Just Ford Foundation, and Gillian uh, Butterworth, clinical psychologist. Well, what do you make of, of some of these answers, Michelle? You've heard from, from the listeners saying, well, you know, this is disgusting. We shouldn't be t- talking about this. But you've heard the defense from the Department of Education saying, well, we're seeking to achieve something here, discussion on the broader issues in society. Look, I definitely understand the intention of seeking to achieve something, but I think the way that everybody went about it was wrong. Um, In terms of the foundation and where I work, the founder of our foundation was gang raped, and she does school talks 
um, with high school learners and with grades six and seven. But at no point is she exposing them to all those kind of details of the rape, but she is making them aware that it does happen and what to do if it has happened. And also teaching them that, teaching the boys that this is not a behavior that you should actually be um, engaging in. So I think in terms of prevention, in terms of awareness, we need to look at what's appropriate. Um, parents send their children to school and they are hoping that the education system is a safe environment for them. And I think if we're exposing them to this, I don't think that's safe. Ms. Butterworth, we've, we've seen the statistics out there. They make the point rather starkly. One in three women would be raped in her lifetime in South Africa. And, and other studies show that one in three men have admitted to rape. So, so while we should read stats with some caution, can't we assume that, that this question could have done more damage than it would have than what it was seeking to achieve, uh, according to Panyaza Lusufi? Mm-hmm. I think, you know, you've seen some stuff around that this has been engaged with through the year. And, you know, when the play is engaged with, if you speak to teachers, they will tell you that there is a lot of feedback and emotion and that they have to hold and contain these kids while they're discussing, you know, such emotive um, content. So... It's, the play is is very difficult on its own, and I'm not saying we shouldn't um, have access to these plays. And mm. I don't think it can be compared to the vagina uh, monologues because we, because of the element of abuse and, and people who are vulnerable. I really think we need to remember that in our country, up until the age of 18, you are considered a child, and this is because you require protection from the authorities, from your parents, from all the adults in your world by giving them a, pay, a question like this in an exam situation. And I, and I have to say I don't think so, because many of them would have been triggered in some way. So they might have answered this question really well, but they might be having repetitive thoughts, intrusive thoughts, nightmares, or a whole lot of responses to this question. Ms. Butterworth, I know we have to let you go, unfortunately. You do have another Thank appointment. You. But is there, is there a final point that you'd like to make before you leave us? I suppose my final point is that sexual offences, I agree with what, you know, what has been said, that we definitely do have to look at sexual offences within schools and think about how we, we train learners in thinking about what is happening in our country. But it's got to be done very carefully and, and definitely with the input of, you know, other social workers or psychologists or people mm-hmm. who are working in the field and not purely from an educational perspective because it has a psychological component. Thank you very much, Gillian Buswood, clinical psychologist, joining us on the line. We're approaching 8.30, so almost time to get to your news headlines. But uh, Panyasa Lusufi joining me from the Department of Basic Education. Mr. Lusufi, I'd, I'd like you to address some of those points. Um, the caller is saying, how does it, this really solve the problem of rape and sexual abuse in South Africa by discussing this play? And then now what Ms. Butterworth has raised, you know, the protection of minors, protecting them from the harshness of society. Really, the under-18s aren't meant to see this type of material, regardless of whether there's academic freedom or not in the country, this is something that's the reserve of, of those who are considered majors in society, not minors. And thanks for raising that point, because that's the point that majority of your callers are missing. This is a, this is dramatic art, teaching learners how to act. It's not a psychology course or teaching learners to deal with this particular matter. So how they perform on stage, 
And that's a fundamental point here, to say if you are going to act on stage, can you in a position to be preparing these learners to be actors and actresses? We are not preparing these learners to be social workers or to absorb the content. It's to say in society we have this particular problem, and therefore can we be in a position to demonstrate this particular matter in a manner that will convince or convey the message? So what about that trade? What about that trade of actors? But we accepted, and that is why we have responded. As, as, as a department, mm. we have accepted that South Africans have made content. But maybe for the record, there is no single person that officially lodged a complaint. So a what, about complaint those, about what about those learners? And, and this is where the concern is. Those learners who may be victims of sexual assault, how would you have managed the effect, the psychological impact of this question on those learners? And that's the part that you accept as a department. That is why we've taken a decision that there's no learner that is going to be disadvantaged on that particular question in terms of negative marking. So that particular learner is not going to be disadvantaged. But we've taken stock as well of all our schools to say, is there any learner that came to our schools and say, I need immediate counseling? Because we wanted to provide that service. As of yesterday, we've not received anything that says, I really believe they've gone through difficulties. They might have gone to their parents, and we appreciate that. But we, as a department, have put standby services mm-hmm. so that we can cancel those particular learners immediately and assist uh, uh, them with the necessary support that we have. And of all the concerns that have been raised on the public space, because we are a democratic state, we've accepted those concerns. But there's no one that have officially came to the department and say, I'm laying this complaint about this particular aspect. And... Um, would respond to that particular individual and then try to get away of intervening. But as a department, as we stand, as I speak to you now, from the simple questions, we believe our learners have performed extremely well in answering that particular question, and there is a need, therefore, to determine whether there's not a dis- there's not discourse between ourselves as parents and learners in terms of the situations that they find themselves in. So if you're a parent at home or a learner, send me your SMSs, 34701. We'll read them out right after this. Here's your news headlines. Morning talk comes up at 9 o'clock. Rowena, what are you talking about today? Hello, Darshan. Good morning to you. Thank you very much. Here's what's coming up on Morning Talk today. World AIDS Day will be observed on the 1st of December, as we all know, and that falls on Sunday this year. So we'll talk about South Africa's ongoing battle with HIV and AIDS. This country still has the highest incidence of HIV infection in the world. We'll talk about why this is so. We'll also focus on the distribution of medical access identity cards for military veterans or eligible military veterans can now access any military health hospital and uh, sick bay free of charge. We'll find out more about that. On Justice Link today, we'll focus on the scourge of domestic violence in South Africa. And if you're a victim, what steps to take in reporting your case? Obviously, this is relevant as we're right in the middle of the 16th day of No Violence Against Women campaign. Then we'll uh, take a look at the question of youth and urbanization. It, it was one of the issues that were high on the agenda of the second BRICS Urbanization Forum and uh, we'll find out what what emerged from that uh, meeting which is actually currently underway in Durban and then lastly we'll have our good news feature with Stuart Pennington the Chief Executive Officer of the SA Good News website. That completes the show for today. Thank you Darshan Just look at it That's tricky bacon breakfast Why are you just 20 red? I mean everything else is going up. Also too eggy there are sunny side up even. And those chips. Looking also so chipsy like. Who makes breakfast 20 rands? Oh, it's not wimpy. Get the wimpy streaky bacon breakfast, which is still only 20 rand. And own your day.
Wimpy. Enjoy every moment. The City of Ekoruleni Economic Development Department is starting an ongoing youth work readiness program, a public-private partnership designed to help graduates refine their skills, acquire experience, and be employable. We encourage corporates and public organizations to partner with us to employ young graduates and matriculants. The city will take responsibility for the monthly salary paid to these graduates for the 8- to 12-month internship. Companies should contact Program Manager Colin Ramukhale on 011-999-8231. Ekoruleni, a partnership that works. The Forum at 8 on SAFM. Talking about the matric exam question that's ignited a fear around the country, particularly among parents and learners. Let's read the question now because I think we need to put this within context. So the the question is 11.3 and it reads like this. The stage directions in line 9 say he acts out the rape using the broomstick and the loaf of bread. Question 11.3.2 says, describe how you would get the actor portraying Simon to perform line 9 to maximize the horror of the rape for the audience. So that's the question. There is an extract from the play to assist the learners. It's not a blind reading, as uh, the department's told us. Learners have been taken through the play over this year. They may have even watched it and, of course, discussed it during during class as well. It, the intention of this, of course, is to find out whether the learners can dramatize it. Can they put on a theater production capable of dramatizing this act of rape using a broomstick and a loaf of bread? Now, we're discussing whether it was appropriate or not. Some of you saying it is, some of you saying it's not appropriate for 17-year-olds, those under 18. And was there any counselling available for those youngsters who may have had an adverse impact as a result of this? Let's take your calls now. We've got uh, Sabello back in the line who was saying we were overreacting, but I've also got Kotatso and Funani. I'll try to take your calls as well. Sabello, you first up. Yes, thank you, Marvin. Thank you very much for calling in. Yes. Thank you. Uh, I think actually we are overreacting and the country as a whole over this issue. And I'll tell you why I'm saying that we are overreacting Mm. on on complaining about this question. Because we need to put this question in a particular context. For example, this play, uh, uh, it has been in the grade 12 curriculum for at least the past three years. And these learners that got this question on the exam, they were not surprised by this question when they came to the exam room. They have been studying through this, they've been working through past papers and also understanding this, this, uh, this play throughout the whole year. So they would not have been traumatized because this they have been exposed to. They were not surprised or caught off guard by getting to the exam room. Now, the people who feel that this was out of context, this was wrong, it was Vulcan, all of those things, is because they themselves have not been exposed to this play. And I think to help to put the debate into context as well, maybe we need to bring the author or someone who's an expert in the subject matter as well to tell us what exactly does the play deal with so that we can put this whole debate into that particular context because these learners were really not caught off guard. So this not. would have been traumatic to anyone who was caught off guard, but not to these learners. Thank you very much for that. Uh, I'm going to put Fanani on next because he's an actor, and I think, Fanani, you can help bring us some of that context that we're looking for here. As an actor, you're in East London. Was, was this an appropriate question, and, and do you think it, it gives enough direction to a learner to be able to, to answer this? Thanks. Uh, greetings to your guest. You know, when I started acting, it was 1991. I was 16 then. And we used to dramatize death of people by fire when people mm. were necklaced. And remember, I was 16. Mm-hmm. And we used to portray... Because what Panyaza is saying, acting is not about teaching, as people normally say. Acting is about reflecting. You're not teaching. You, you're reflecting back to society what the society is creating. 
you are you are a mirror. This is what they teach in in acting. So when when I heard of this play, actually I was aware of the play because I watched it in Grahamstown three four four years ago. This baby Stefan play for me it was a it was a very good play. And the actor who played the you know dramatized you know rape that horror for me it was very creative. So Panyaza is correct to say the learners are taught to be creative. They are not taught to teach. We need to scrap that in our heads. We're not teachers as actors. We're not teachers. We're reflecting what society is doing. We, that's all we do Fanani. in the field of acting. Thank you very much, Point Paul Mate. Uh, Kutatso, uh, you say there's nothing wrong with the question either. No, there isn't. But I think it's just a reflection of the hypocrisy in our society. I mean, Anyaza has said, these kids have learned this material throughout the year. These are, on average, 18-year-olds. In a country where from 16, year, from 16 years you are allowed to have sex, from 16 years you are allowed to join the military and, and, and key and do all those things. Thirdly, people and TV and uh, other artists, they depict people's genitals they, in a very... And they are defended on the basis of artistic freedom. And all of a sudden, the very same people who have been shouting artistic freedom throughout the year suddenly suspended for reasons that I just cannot understand. So this has nothing to do with uh, the question you know, that was asked. This has everything to do with agendas about criticizing who asked the questions, not the question. And I, I, I think another, they should continue to enlighten our children, help them to open our minds. The children are not suffering. It's old people with agendas here that, that are talking. That's why we don't have any children complaining or even mm. calling into this problem or tweeting or doing all these things. It's others and it has nothing to do with this question. Kutasa, thanks for calling in. Well, if you are Elena out then you have something to complain about in regards to this question because I know it came up on Twitter where Elena actually put up this, uh, this question saying uh, she was shocked and horrified and didn't know how to answer it. So part of this came from the learners themselves. So perhaps if you'd like to call us, 891 or SMS us on 347 as a learner, what was your reaction to this? Because I think Kotatsu raises a very important point. Is it only us oldies that are complaining about this because of the shock and horror that we feel? Or is it is this a, 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 as a collective, as a society, what we're complaining about? Let's go through your SMSs. Um, Konzi says, typical South Africa, we always want to bury our heads in the sand and pretend that we do not have problems. Well done to the DOE. Uh, Randberg uh, Yancey writes in, I agree with the psychologist. The question, highly insensitive, disrespectful to learners who've been raped. Uh, Penny Meekin writes, a really deplorable situation. Incomprehensible to pose such a question when the country's already flooded with imbeciles and subhumans. Tsepo Mokopane asks this question, what is the examiner's model answer? And Leslo Honono also asks a similar question. He says, please ask Mr. Lusufi to elaborate on his allegation that learners answered the question brilliantly. What would have constituted a fail, Mr. Lusufi? Well, brilliant his markers. I'm not the marker, but I can tell you, if markers in a meeting say the samples that we have indicate that uh, the learners uh, uh, understand the questions. Uh, as our previous caller said, this is a prescribed play. So there's nothing that play for the first time in the examination. Mm. They've interacted with that play. What, what was the model answer for it? 
Well, I'm not I don't have the right to see the answers uh, until the results are, are, are released. I mean, we don't have to interfere with that process as an academic process. But what is very important as well, and, and, and I really feel your colors have been brilliant, you know. When you said it is artistic freedom, when the president of this country was exposed, uh, and, and people say, mm. leave this particular artist, this particular artist must exercise uh, the freedom that they have. So you have learners here who have responded appropriately, and I'm using that word deliberately, who have responded appropriately to the question, purely because they've interacted with that play. Yes, South Africans have made a call uh, to say that there are problems. Okay. And we've not uh, 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 closed our ears and say there are no problems. We've acknowledged maybe the question should have not be structured the way it is structured. And that's why we've taken a decision to say no learner will be disadvantaged when we're marking that particular question. That is why I've taken a decision to all our schools to say if there is a learner that you need immediate counseling, we are prepared as a department to immediately provide that service. And if there is a parent that feels that uh, this particular question should be structured differently, we are willing as a department to interact and our ex- so that our examiners can really have a feedback loop with society. But so, we can't deny that we have problems in terms of sexual abuse, we have problems in this particular country, and the sooner we expose our learners to this matter, the better. But how you expose those learners is very, very important. So, Ms. Lusufi, you say you, you don't know what the answers were, but you know that the examiners say they, they were brilliantly answered by the learners. Can you tell us whether the learners had to describe the rape scene, the act of rape itself, or give some sort of theatrical description of lighting and intensity, of play direction, of stage direction, and those kind of things? Because I, I think we're, we're uncertain here as the public. Were, were they expected to describe the act of rape using a broomstick and a, and, and a loaf of bread? Right. you read the question, uh, and, and after I've read the question, they explained that learners were expected to have their creative mind utilized to respond to that question. And that's the part that they're emphasizing about creativity. is about them mirroring society to say we've got this problem. If we have to send a message, maximum so, to, public, to the members of the public, how will you do that? And I'm saying in their responses, I'm told, because there's a meeting that was meet, uh, immediately called of all my, my cars, and the questions were, were, were brought to Pretoria, including women who was in that meeting, to check. And we're giving a feedback that indeed learners responded appropriately. And that particular question, there's no learner out of the sample that they have that we can say was affected by that particular question. And that's why we stand as a department at this present moment. But regardless of that evidence, we've gone beyond that to say we will not disadvantage any learner that answered that question in a manner that was not appropriate. But we don't have that evidence that there's a learner that responded in a manner that is not appropriate or were emotionally affected when they were supposed to answer that question. But we've, we've put those systems because examinations are time-bound. We have to start marking uh, uh, and conclude marking and add marks and release the results. So we need to put a mechanism that will put the interest of learners first. And we believe the decision that we've taken as a department put the interest of all learners first uh, so that we can deal with what these two counsel. Michelle Smith joining me on the line from a counselor. Michelle, what do you think of, of Pinyaza Lesufi's answers here? Do they help to address the issues of whether learners were being asked to delve into areas beyond their emotional capabilities, for example? Look, I 
think definitely the one thing that we are completely missing in this whole discussion is the psychological aspect. Uh, Michelle, Michelle, I'm going to ask you, I think there's a radio in the background that's playing uh, because we, we seem to be getting a little bit of feedback. So if you can just check if there's either with uh, yourself or Panyazilis, if, if there's a radio in the background, because we are hearing, hearing, well, now I'm hearing myself, which is the worst thing for a radio presenter. But uh, Michelle, if, if you could try to answer that question again. Okay. The one thing that we have missed completely is the psychological aspect. Mm. We need to be cognizant of the fact that these children are not just um, learners, but they have an emotional aspect. They have a psyche. And we really need to understand that trauma is something very real. Um, rape survivors, trauma survivors battle for months afterwards with the trauma symptoms, with the flashbacks, with the nightmares, and they battle with the environmental cues and triggers of these symptoms. And I'm saying a question like this could definitely trigger that. I understand that um, the Department of Education is saying, yes, they're providing counseling for um, the learners that it did affect. My question is, so are we only looking at a cure afterwards, or are we not looking beforehand at what it could cause and the effects it could cause and say, okay, maybe we should change the question or ask something else. Um, there are lots of other questions that mm. could have sparked their creativity. But at the end of the day, it can't be that we just, okay, we're we going to provide a cure for the problem, but we could have prevented the problem to start with. Well, that's exactly um, it. It's not about academic freedom because we want them to be reading this text. We want them to be aware of these plays, but we don't want to yes. be necessarily asking those kind of questions. Pinyaz Sufi? Exactly. I, I accept the, you know, people have raised views. We accept that. We are not rejecting them at all. Right? But I say it must be reasonable as well. Uh, and that's why yes, it's very, very important to have academics, to give academics the space to, to, to really uh, 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 interact with our learners and prepare our learners thoroughly. You know, we are not going to prepare learners in a manner that suit a certain section, doesn't suit a certain section. You prepare learners so that they can be creative on their own and in a position to respond to some of the challenges that they have. But I accept, uh, and the department have accepted, that there are views that people have expressed, and on the basis of those particular views, we reacted and appropriately packaged the thing. But to accuse us to say that we are only reacting or providing counseling, uh, and uh, we are not dealing with the, uh, the, the real actual, how will we do that? Because the question paper has gone through all the necessary channels and has been given the go-ahead. We have not picked it up. If it has been picked it up, and there are many questions that are picked it up at moderation, actually, that they are returned to say, no, 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 this question is unfair to learners. Uh, can you repackage it? So well, I guess that's where, I'd like, that's where I'd like to take the discussion. We're going to have yes. to take a short break. But what are we going to do with the question now? You've heard the outcry. You've heard the response from uh, mainly uh, adult listeners, I guess we can say. Unless there's uh, some young people who want to call us, we will take them after this short break. It's 10 minutes to 9. The City of Ekurhuleni Economic Development Department is starting an ongoing youth work readiness program, a public-private partnership designed to help graduates refine their skills, acquire experience, and be employable. We encourage corporates and public organizations to partner with us to employ young graduates and matriculants. The city will take responsibility for the monthly salary paid to these graduates for the 8- to 12-month internship. Companies should contact Program Manager Colin Ramukhale on 011-999-8231. Ekuruleni, a partnership that works. The Forum at 8 on SAFM.
Let me read some of your SMSs. A flood of them coming through on Twitter, Facebook, and on our SMS hotlines. And Zelim Letsania says, I think South Africans like to complain too much. This is an art. These are art students who should adapt to any condition they're faced with. Johnny Musa says, I don't see anything wrong with the exam question, especially with rape being notorious in South Africa. Even scholars rape. Uh, this SMS from Millie, we teach children about sex from young ages. It's no wonder the world is in such a mess. Just crazy as I believe. Uh, Vusi in Cape Town, if that guy is representative of the people in charge of education, we all need to be afraid, very afraid. A concerned grandmother writing in, during apartheid, rapists were executed. Today, rape is okay. Uh, and she makes a racist comment uh, after that. Uh, Richard Rukotsu saying, we need academic freedom whereby exams must also include the history of Zulu Wars, where policies and polls and not brooms were struck in their enemies' abdomens. And uh, other SMSs coming in, uh, this one from Peter writing, until we change the mindset of males, we'll never eliminate rape. And a very angry teacher of 40 years, and in the Western Cape, says, by all means, expose and discuss essay social ills, but in the appropriate compulsory life skills class, not for 15 marks in a matric drama exam. Mvuso Rakayo and Bisho, our last caller for this round. Mvuso, hi. Uh, you know, I'm very disappointed here. Because instead of coming up with an educative or a, a, a question that encourages these kids, one, to report any abuse, two, to, 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 to be vigilant about tendencies of abusers, government plans ideas on some of these young kids' minds. Because if you're telling a person to act a, a, an evil act, a criminal act, I mean, since when do we encourage young people to think criminally? What the hell is going on? This okay and be sure. Let's take two more callers because I think it's important to hear your voice on this issue. We've got Richard and, and Sepo who's called in. Richard in Cape Town, hi. Hi, Richard here. Um, from my point of view, I, I agree completely with educating learners. But then why didn't we ask the question from a victim's point of view? So I think, like, my, my point is, I think rape is an ignorance thing from a mm. male point of view. And the question centered around now direct the male how to mash a loaf of bread with a broomstick. We should have flipped the question around and said, okay, imagine you're the female and now portray the horror and terror of, of, of this act. So, I, but I agree completely with all the viewers, but I think this one's 90% mm. against 10% for it. So, um, I was quite shocked. Richard, thanks for your call. Uh, Tsepo in Pretoria, hi. Hi, how are you? Good, thank you. What are your thoughts? Good, thanks. You know, I, 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 I'll be fine one day, thanks. I'm fine, thanks. I think, I think we are a society that is confused about everything else. I'll tell you why I'm saying this. Because the minute you deprive learners or children at a community level uh, or parental level, everybody says, no, you don't expose kids to one, two, three. Let me tell you something. Kids know about rape, kids know about sex, kids have, I mean, they've got the latest technology phones that me and you don't have. The point I make is that when, when, when you ask kids about this particular question, what you are saying, there's another side to it where you, you, you what you'll get out of it is that you'll get to understand to what extent do young people understand. I'll tell you another example of this. Very many, young, many, many young people are, are, are raped daily. They don't even know if they're raped. 
because they've not been exposed to this. Mm. Now, at an educational level, I, I see nothing wrong with this. You can't say no. These, are, these questions are more appropriate at a university level or whatever. There's no level. The point is, the minute you are a parent, you need to expose your kids to such things uh, at a community level. For when they happen there, at school, teachers rape learners daily. They don't even know if they're raped because they receive money, they receive food. So, it, I mean, you can't say that they could have given a scenario where 100 questions they could have said, give this a scenario where there's a broom or whatever, or if a, a teacher gives you 100 rand or gives you food. No, this is a question that came, and it's one scenario. Unfortunately, it was just that scenario. But there are many scenarios that maybe the department could have given. Exactly. But the point is, young people are exposed to this. You can't deprive learners of any question to say, no, you're exposing them to anything. Exactly. I don't Thank think so. Thank you very much for your call in, Pretoria. We'll give our guests a chance to wrap up. Uh, Michelle Smith, I'd like to start with you before uh, we refer those points to uh, Panyazela Sivi. Where would you like us to have a discussion right now? Because 16 days of activism, all about having these discussions on air, in our homes, in our communities. We've got music out there that talks about rape, in some ways glorifying it even. What, what, what conversations should we be having following this discussion? I think the conversation we should really be having following this discussion is the fact that rape is happening every 17 seconds in our country, is the fact that we have the highest rate of rape in the world. And the question that we should be asking is, number one, how do we stop this from happening? Number two, how do we protect our children? Um, And protecting in all aspects, not just protecting in terms of keeping them safe and the environment, but protecting their emotional side of things, protecting their psyche. Um, we need to look at the holistic aspect of protection. I mean, a child's a child right is protection. So we need to start talking around during 16 days of activism is how do we stop this, this stat? And secondly, how are we protecting our youth? And your final word, the question was not fair in the exam paper. I think the question was, was not appropriate, especially for the level that um, these pupils are at. You must remember the brain is only fully developed at the age of 25. The last part of the brain to develop is your higher cognitive functioning. So we are asking children to engage in such functioning, not protecting the fact that they might be affected emotionally and psychologically. Michelle Smith, thank you for joining us from a counsellor at the Jess Ford Rape Crisis Centre. Panyazo Lucifi, I'll give you the final word. What will you be doing now following the outcry over this question? Obviously, we're tightening up our uh, internal examination mechanisms to ensure that uh, issues of this nature are appropriately picked up at an earlier stage. And we are also uh, making services available of the department uh, to those learners that are affected by some of our questions. Uh, but uh, you know that some of your callers really are worried. If somebody say uh, acting is an illegal act or teaching learners mm. an illegal act, go to the movie. How many people are shot dead in a movie? It's not an illegal act. It is an illegal act. You watch Generations. You watch all these soapies. There are no illegal acts that are taking place. There are lots of them taking place. But surely that argument does not hold water. But we accept uh, fellow South Africans. And I'm, because I'm glad that my fellow panelists to say that it's not appropriate. It's not about fairness. Uh, it's not appropriate. And we've intervened as a department to deal with this issue. But the reality, and that's the reality that South Africans must note, rape is a serious problem in our country. We have to confront it. And the way, the only way to confront it is to have this generation of learners appropriately prepared to know that is not cool to rape. It's not a good thing to rape. And we have to keep our learners so that in future we don't have any problem. Let me conclude by, by extending my sincere 
uh, support to all those people that have uh, been victims of the weather last night. I really believe that fellow South Africans that are going through pain, and their pain must be our pain, and to say and to them to say, you enjoy our support and we we'll find ways of assisting them and call on South Africans to assist people that have gone through pain of that particular weather patterns. It's unfortunate to find ourselves in that situation. They enjoy our support. Thank you. I appreciate your time. Head of Communication at the Department of Basic Education, Panyaza Lusufi, and earlier to clinical psychologist Gillian Butterworth. From myself, Darshan Mudley, and the rest of the team, have yourself a great day. Bye-bye.